everyone. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we have a very special show today. Um, we were approached by Joe Memo Radio. Uh, it's a podcast channel. And uh, Joe reached out and he asked if we wanted to be on his podcast. And we said, what better way to do that than live on Twitch? So you can see both ends of it, be involved. It's uh, kind of a fun interactive format that we have today. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. I am so excited. I'm thrilled. Um, So a little bit about Joe Radio. They have interviewed several different artists, and these artists range anywhere from pop to classic to rock. There's an entire eclectic collection of artists. The whole game. And uh, one of the parts that they're best known for is comparing an artist Uh, to another artist, just finding the similarities, finding what makes them special, unique. So it's partly education, part fun, uh, and there's oftentimes reveals of songs and singles, uh, especially for up-and-coming artists. So as soon as we got the question, we just jumped on it. We're like, oh my gosh, yes, of course we would want to be on your show. One thing, Joe, we were talking to Joe a little bit um, earlier about how one thing he said that's really important to him is like an unbiased look at music of like how can you know how do we find the things that we love um, in all music really which i think is really the best way to listen to music like all yeah. you know it's okay to it's okay to have preferences mm-hmm. but it's also like you know it's always it's always good to approach music in a sense of like what do i like from this what can i get from this so yeah yeah yeah, so we're really exciting. Hello, Giraffe. It's good to see you. We're hey, so excited. Welcome. Um, so in the podcast format, as uh, Joe is conducting the interview, uh, we're going to be a little sparse on interaction, but it's not that we don't love you. We love you so much, and we're reading your chat comments. We're we're going back and forth. Trust me, we're seeing everything. Yes. Um, and at the very end of the interview, there's going to be a Q&A section where you can ask us a question, you can ask uh joe a question if you're tired of us (laughs) um and just have a really fun and get to know you session of um talking about music and more than music life so also fun facts about joe one he lives in florida but he's from durban he spent some time in south africa yeah in south africa Mm -hmm. um and funny enough brian uh when he went on tour in south africa he like spent a lot of the time in Durban. Yeah, that, of that's, all places. That's the place we spent most of our time was yeah. was Durban on that trip. So it was, we hit it off right away. I was like, "What? Who's been <laughs> the, you know, it's rare that you find somebody that's so connected to <laughs> South Africa." 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and disposable. Hello, it's good to see you. Disposable. Bob and O, hello and knockdown. Knocked you guys out. are truly amazing. Um, so as soon as we start the podcast, which is gonna be in about ten minutes or ten seconds. It's like dang, we got a long <laughs> intro. Um we're going to be using the sound and all of the Q&As in the final podcast format for the Joe Memo Show. So you'll also be a part of it um, once Q&A starts. So um, we're going to launch this. And don't be offended if we don't interact. We see everything. We're reading everything. And uh, we'll definitely be talking with you after the show, playing some songs. Uh, it's going to be really excited i'm so happy that you're here so thank you so much and onai emotion logan so exciting hello everybody um and thank you so much for joining us we are about to switch over and welcome joe memo radio who's going to be conducting and hosting the interview and save up all of your questions because at the end we would love to do some back and forth and find out what you think kind of dive into music and life and all that good stuff so yeah uh, without further ado this is joe memo hey everyone i'm really really excited to be here i really couldn't have thought of a better intro so really really humbled by you guys so i was telling brian before the show i'm actually a pk interviewing bk and ck today so i'm <laughs> i'm really excited <laughs> So, <laughs> that's correct, that's correct. So, the one cool thing that um, obviously your fans already know is that uh, your artist stage name, uh, Chelsea, is Chris, I believe it's spelled C-H-R-Y-S, uh, like a short version of the word chrysalis. So, I might take the liberty of calling your fans today, uh, whoever's listening in the live stream, maybe the Chris A-list, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really excited to uh, have you guys on the show ever since Chameleon came out. I guess for me it was a matter of working up the courage to ask people like yourselves who I think are celebrities um, <laughs> to, to, even, to even be on the show. And uh, the fact that you guys are so humble to even be here really is an honor for me. So to get things started, um, for each of you, what first got you involved into music? Like... What first caused that gravitational pull for you when it came to music? And what did you love about it the most that you felt that you could put your hands on? You first. Me first? Okay. Yeah. Um, originally, my mom has always sung music. And so I was kind of steeped in it at an early age. My parents put me straight into piano when I was learning spelling. So they immediately knew the value of music, even though I didn't appreciate it at all. I hated practice. I didn't understand it. I'm like, why are we doing this? Um, and it wasn't until I turned uh, 15 and with my family, there was a lot going on and there was just, um, my parents were going through a lot and the only way where I could find sanctuary and kind of organize my thoughts and my, you know, my teenage emotions, which are like times 100, was to lay it out in a song. And so, I returned to my roots of piano. I started writing music just to just to say it. And as soon as I'd finish a song, then I would feel the weight of that emotion kind of leave me because it was something that started and finished and I could just let it go. Um, so I just found so much therapy in that and sharing it was even, I think, the best part because having a moment with someone where you're crying, they're crying, and it's 
this connection. You never forget that. So once that happened, a light bulb went off and I was like, there's nothing else in my life that helps me connect with people the way the music does and helps me connect with myself and figure out who I am and what I want. So that's kind of when the bond first started. And since then, it's helped me to keep returning to my roots and who I am instead of drifting away from that. That's awesome. So Brian, when did you first find out that you can take a shower in the sound of a drum cymbal? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, my, my story is uh, similar in that my music was in our house all the time. You know, my mom's a piano teacher. She played at our church growing up. And um, we went to a church where it was only piano or organ, you know, and then hymns, which was cool, which I love now. But when I was a little kid, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is <laughs> so boring. Someone um, adopt me. Yeah, somebody <laughs> adopt me. Um, but uh, <laughs> or, or let me, so, so she was teaching me piano and um, she did not go easy on me by one stretch of the imagination, which I'm very thankful for now. But she would be doing dishes in the other room and I would be practicing my lesson and she would hear the wrong note or something. She'd be like, check your notes, check your dynamics. You know, it was that, that sort of thing where I was like, mom, just leave me alone. I just want to like crash and burn through my music and then go and do whatever else. So then we went to a different church, like quote unquote rock band church. And they had this outdoor <laughs> concert with a full band and the drummer did this like huge trash can ending and little 10 year old Brian, like his mind was just blown. And it was like, what <laughs> in the world just happened? So that's kind of when I was introduced to the drums and um, I had to prove my to my parents that I was serious about playing the drums and I had to practice enough to kind of audition myself out of my piano lessons. They weren't just gonna let me quit playing the piano. So they got me a drum set on my 12th birthday and then I would practice my piano for 10 minutes and I would go downstairs and I would play the drums for two or three hours. When I got to that point, they were like, okay, I think he's serious and haven't really looked back ever since. Just kind of been going head first in, into music. And in college, I didn't uh, have a drum set to practice on. So I got back into piano because pianos were in the music building. And that's when Chelsea came along in my life and it was like perfect timing because I was she needed somebody to play piano for. It's like a drummer. She didn't need a drummer per se, but a piano player, I think, I think would help out a lot more. So that it worked funny. out in my yeah. favor. I know. I I already had a drummer who, Brian's. I mean, three hundred times the drummer. I just didn't have the ear for it yet. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> very generous. But um, it had you have played the drums and not piano. I probably wouldn't have called you to do a gig together because it would just wow. be vocals and drums. I would say the very short mission statement of your music seems to be to speak to the human ties that bind us with tones and feeling, casual brushes with reality, and candid confessions that leave you less alone. Would you say that a lot of music stems from like some of those lonely times but to make people feel less alone? Yes. I think sometimes things can start feeling really superficial especially at the time I was in college and when you kind of break off on your own you're trying to find what's real you know because there's so many things that feel synthetic so many relationships and friendships that you have where you connect with them and then the next day you never talk to them again so I was just searching for something permanent something real um, and 
music helped me search that in a way where there didn't always need to be an answer. Sometimes I was just left with the feeling of searching, but at least it was concrete, you know? It felt more real to search and not find than to search and make up what you found. <laughs> so it, wow. felt, it felt genuine. What about you, Brian? What would you say is like your life mission statement when it comes to playing the drums? What do you want people who hear your drum set skills, what do you want them to feel when they hear you? I've personally had to deal with a lot of self-doubt. You just feel like, you know, whatever that thing is, is for everybody else and you're just faking it. A lot of imposter syndrome. With my playing, uh, whether it be on the drums or the piano or anything, it's, I want it to kind of shake that off. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to drums because you asked specifically about the drums, but I feel like it kind of shakes that off of, of people that hear and whatever chains might be holding people back or down or however that doubt might sink in. My hope is that my playing, you know, drums are a more obscure instrument. You don't have lyrics to tell an actual feasible story. Um, so it kind of becomes more of a feeling. It's just something about, about rhythm and patterns and a beat that really, it just does something very primal that I, it's hard to really put words on, but it just kind of instills hope. I think that's, yeah. I think that's what I would want to say. Getting into influences now, um, Chelsea, who are some of the artists that you either grew up listening to or were forced to listen to that you feel has helped form your sound and given you the most inspiration? Ooh, as vocalists, I would say Nora Jones, was probably the most affirming tone that I'd found. There were a lot of artists before that where, you know, I'd listen to Gloria Gaynor and Aretha Franklin and I would sing karaoke and I was like, oh, why don't I sound like them? Like, I must not be good. You know, I, it just, I didn't sound like them and they were good. So the comparison game kind of kicked in and then here comes Nora Jones where she's just doused in honey. Her voice just it just sounds sweet she's and like, rich. She's the queen of tone. Exactly. Like, it's just amazing. And and then I was I started mimicking her sound and a light bulb went off. I was just like, oh my gosh, like you can be a good singer and not feel like you have to belt in every song. There's merit to belting, definitely, but it didn't feel it didn't feel comfortable. Like that's really what I wanted to do with the words. So to hear her deliver these powerful songs in a way that was so casual and nonchalant, but thoughtful. It completely rocked my world. I was like, wow, this is something new. I needed this. Wow. What about for you, Brian? What genre tempos have inspired you? Have there been other drummers that inspired you? Or are you like Chelsea in the fact that you are also mostly inspired by artistry? Chelsea and I are different sides of the same coin when it comes to music, <laughs> where she's definitely the storyteller and i'm definitely the the math <laughs> the analytical side right. of it right. so she's she's really done a lot for me <laughs> in terms of like pulling me into like oh yeah there are lyrics in songs wow i didn't even notice that right. before <laughs> you know and most you know 98 percent of people hear the lyrics first but mm -hmm. i'm in that two percent that's like yeah but listen to that kick pattern <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she helped me come back a lot, but I, I will say my first major inspiration would be, um, 
His name's Dorico Watson. Um, just world class, incredible drummer. Um, he always served as such such a light for me in terms and in such an example for me. Um, we're from the same hometown, and before he moved, he actually got the gig with Victor Wooten. And before he started touring with Victor Wooten, he lived in Muskegon, Michigan. Shout out Muskegon, that's where I'm from. <laughs> I took lessons from him in a high school. The way he played, the way he approached the drums, like to this day I get inspiration from how much he respects the craft of it. So he kind of instilled that in me. And th there are tons of influences after that, but he was the one that really like lit the fire for the drums, I would say. It's funny. You, Brian, sound like the Brian from Backstreet Boys who gives credit to his vocal teacher at school for making him great. So I appreciate that wow. that wow. humble beginnings and not forgetting where you came from. So that, that's really cool. I see why you guys are a beautiful husband and wife now, because you essentially explain the difference between a man and a woman. You get the logic, but you need the woman to bring the emotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I agree 100%. <laughs> 100%. That's awesome. So now that we've gotten pretty much the the main meat and juice of why you guys do music, um, I want to get into the actual music. So Chelsea, what was the idea behind the story of Chameleon? Um, what was that amazing, unique production that you guys came up with? What was the process like in creating that that song back in 2017 to like, you know, get the Chris brand, you know, formulated for everyone to hear. Prior to Chameleon, we were singer-songwriter duo. We were doing folk and a lot to that. We love string arrangements, uh, but we've, we realized that we changed, our taste changed over time. And so we kind of had to have a conversation where I talked to Brian and we're like, hey, are we a duo or do you like being an artist? Uh, and Brian was like, no, I don't like being an artist. I want to be like, a I, musician. I don't want my face on things. I just want to shred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he liked the behind the scenes, crafting the, the sounds underneath the melodies and the lyrics. So then I was kind of on my own and I'm like, okay, then that means we have to completely revamp who I am as an artist. I have to find it. And one person that really helped us ask the questions and dig in deep. His name's Pedro Latore. Uh, he was a music consultant and he sat me down and asked me some of the hardest questions. And one of them was, what is your life's biggest struggle? What's the thing that you struggle with consistently? Because that's key to what you're called to sing about and create music around. Biggest struggle was just finding identity. At the right. time, I didn't know my identity as a musician. And even deeper than that, I didn't know who I was as a person because I had worn so many hats. You know, I went from college straight to wife right after college. And then by two weeks, she graduated <laughs> college. Two weeks later was our wedding. Yeah. And I, I went from wow. having like a pretty wild lifestyle in college to finding fulfillment in like faith and spirituality and so from the ground wow. up I was completely changing and I didn't know who that person was or who I was supposed to be hmm. uh, let alone be confident in that and so one thing that I noticed is depending on who I was with it felt like I just became what the situation needed it's like oh, okay here's a really loud outgoing person 
so I'm going to be the listener. And then here's a really quiet person. Now I'm extroverted or deeper than that, just trying to be what everyone needed. And so Chameleon was about that struggle, about trying to find identity. Like what is a chameleon when it has nothing to hide next to, nothing to become? Wow. And so that's what inspired the song. One of the darker examples I think that ties into that is uh, one of my favorite scenes from the true story, Walk the Line with Johnny Cash, when he tells him in the studio, you know, if if a, a truck hit you on the road and you were about to die there right in the middle of the street, you're telling me that same Jimmy Davis tune that we all hear on the radio, sung just the way you sang it, is the last song you want people to hear. <laughs> so, so, so like... So like when that music consultant sat you down, Chelsea, and actually got down to the meat of that question, like God has a different way of interpreting every voice, just like no snowflake is the same. No voice and no writer can be the same either. So the fact that you got that this early in your artistry, I can only wish you the best of trajectory from here. And then you're so lucky you got a husband that doesn't want the credit. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I couldn't understand. I'm like, don't you want to be in the spotlight? He's like, no, it's there's too much admin. There's too much of non-music that you have to do. Yeah, you have to care about too much. Yeah. I like caring about just a few things instead of everything. (laughs) So you guys ready to perform uh, your live version for us uh, for Chameleon before we continue? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. It's like a game but I don't know who's playing I'll be whatever I can Just say the word and I forget who I am Playing over Like a heartless charade And I played it so
All right, ladies and gents, that was Chameleon, which I find an excellent, excellent career starter because of its experimental sound. I find it almost like the production of Beautiful Eulogy meets the vocal style of Lara Fabian. So I really, really enjoy that selection. Um, anyway, before we... <laughs> Before we get off topic and get into our next live performance, what about you, Brian? How has it been for you in your everyday life, finding your identity as a drummer, as a husband, just as a person? Like, what are the things that you find you identify with the most? What's the most important in your life? Such a good question. One thing that's extremely important to me is my walk with God. I'm not, all, that doesn't mean I'm always good at it. I just noticed, especially as I get older, I notice I'm not very good at anything when I don't really pursue God or pl- placing God in the in His right spot in my life. So if I'm just trying to do things on my own, I'm not a very good husband. I'm not a very good musician. I just kind of have this internal, like, it just feels like you're going uphill all the time. But when I really try to prioritize my walk, you know, when I, when I, when I try to take my, my faith seriously and, um, whether it's reading or through prayer or, uh, praying with Chelsea, that's only then am I able to be, you know, a good husband to Chelsea or, you know, even, even inspiration hits differently. You know, it's, you never know how it all plays out, but, um, it all comes down to that for me. That's so awesome. So, ladies and gents, please, I encourage you guys with the message of the song, Chameleon, two identity questions that hit me the hardest to get me to question, like, what I should be doing with my life is, what would you do for the rest of your life if money did not exist? And then, what would you do for the rest of your life if you had all the money and resources in the world? If you could answer those two questions, you pretty much know what you should be doing for the rest of your life. So, hopefully that helps. Getting into... The next song, which is entitled All of Me, not to be confused with I give you all of me. This song I found the most, um, if I'm pronouncing it, her name correctly, Dido-like track. I felt like uh, I, was tell- I was telling Brian earlier that it sounds like Dido meets Sarah Barrielis to me. I want to hear wow. what... The- what the story behind All of Me is, how long did it take you to write it, how much of a joy was it to, to record it? That's a good question. Originally, I remember I kind of made a 30-day song challenge for myself because, you know, why not? Because <laughs> why not? If you call yourself a songwriter, you, you should probably write songs. So I did that <laughs> to myself to keep myself accountable, keep my brain going, and hopefully finding little bits and pieces of something that felt really good. So that was actually another song. And then I wrote it into a second song and it didn't quite fit. I remember, I think Brian and I got in a room with it and we just, this is kind of the process for a lot of our songwriting, but he'll just play the chords over and over again until we were really feeling it. And that's when I start hearing what the song is essentially saying. It's all, though it writes itself what kind of feeling is this it's relaxing happy reluctant but like giving in kind of feeling right um it's like describing a smell you know there's only so many words you can use to describe a smell or a color but that Hmm. was what the sound felt like to me and that's what shaped the words just 
I give you all of me and I play catch and release. Like you're kind of one foot in, one foot out. And it really started with my relationship with God because I was just kind of like in this like casual thing where I'd like pray when it wasn't something I needed. And then I just kind of like set it down, set it and forget it other times. So it's been a really important song to me to just hear, really hear the words and tell myself not just some of what I want, not just some of who I am, but really like connecting with God on all levels. It, it was kind of a mantra that helped keep me on track and keep my priorities in order. So Brian, after hearing your wife's description of it, would you compare it to like the feeling or tug of war that the Apostle Paul went through between what his flesh and spirit wants to do or no? Wow, dude, your questions are so good. Um, <laughs> I would say yeah, because you kind of have this realization. It kind of goes off of what I was just kind of saying too, is that like there's this realization of, um, you know, especially the line in the chorus, you're the only thing that holds me together. Keeps me together. Keeps me together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the words. Um, <laughs> you're the only thing that keeps me together. It's like this real yeah yeah it's like this realization of um like chelsea said you're like realizing that in real time yeah and so yeah i'd have to imagine that's that's kind of you know what paul talks about and that's kind of what that's probably the feeling of what it is for everybody is you, you just kind of realize that you know it doesn't even have to be your walk with god it could be just things that are important to you Right. And you right. realize that those things should be priorities, whether it's like a relationship or your career or whatever, like the things that you deem important. Yeah. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I remember when I was like writing this song, I was going through kind of like a mid-20s crisis. I feel like we all go through that. And I was yeah. going every day to a job that was from like nine to six. It was in Hollywood. It was leasing. So I had to talk to a lot of like new people and not everyone was all there. Some of them were emotional. It was just some some of the wildest stories and lifestyles ever. By the end of the day, I would be so emotionally spent that I wouldn't have energy for music. So in a way, it was also that tug of war where it's like what I want to do is not what I'm doing. And every day I'm waking up saying the same thing. I wish I could do music. I wish I could do music. And so it also felt like me just laying all the cards on the table and being like, okay, God, like, what is your plan? Because in my head, I'm supposed to keep this job and want this forever, not have energy ever, kind of letting him resort the cards and finding the pairs and the straights and finding the winning hand out of what I was dealt. So it was really important for me to constantly be checking in because... I was so frustrated, you know, I didn't know how to live a happy life, you know, I felt stuck, so. All you children and teenagers listening to the show right now, take this as a warning from Chelsea that you got a mid-twenties crisis coming up followed by a midlife crisis. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I've never met anyone who hasn't mid-twenties crisis or late-twenties. Especially like our generation. I feel like it all around between 25 and 28, there's some sort of like, wait, what's going on? Where is this all going? Yeah, uh, right now I'm at that late 20s crisis, almost like Andy Mineo puts it, uh, something about the age 30 that makes you contemplate the journey. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But I also, I also got a... 
I also right. gotta say that what, what basically in, in light of what you said, it's it's just so relatable. It's actually really kind of weird that I posted this quote online today that just because you can doesn't mean you should, but also just because you cannot doesn't mean you should not. So I guess that kind of ties into that same that. that same kind of passion warfare that a lot wow. of us, you know, struggle with every day. And before you guys yeah. get to your live version, I gotta say that section, you're the only thing that almost sounds like you do like a little yodel with your voice, almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Really trying to break yeah, into the, the country scene. <laughs> the yodel scene. This is the live version of All of Me, once again, not to be confused with Jesus Christ, take my life, take all of me. Anyway, <laughs> Chris, take it away. Play catch and release. I hold the cards too close to see me. But you have truth in your teeth. You've got a way of cutting me to pieces. I was a fool. I was a fool not to see it. I was a fool You can have all of me You're the only thing that keeps me together Have all of me You're the only thing that keeps me together Thing that keeps me together. 
right, ladies and gentlemen, that was All of Me by Chris. I still cannot get that vocal bunny rabbit hop of a yodel out of my head. Only. <laughs> anyway, another really, really great song. And um, starting, <laughs> starting to cry a little bit because I know we're approaching the end now. We're about halfway there. Um, <laughs> so getting into some more fresh takes from Chris. Now we're going to get into the obvious one, which is the one y'all have to painfully sit through every live stream. Not that it's painful. It's a really pleasant song. Pulled a fast one. What's the story behind this one? Because I was explaining again to Brian before the show that it almost sounds like you took the vocal style of Winona Oak and meshed it with almost like a softer production style of The Weeknd. So what's the story behind this song? This song was funny the way it started because Chelsea and I, I, we used to have a, a lockout. We were doing a rehearsal and we brought our keyboard there and there was a drum kit there and all this because we lived in an apartment and we couldn't have anything. So this just came out of nowhere. This, it started with a bass line, which I don't know of any song that Chelsea and I that have ever done where it started with a bass line. And um, wow. I just put this little like, just simple little beat to this little bass line. And then Chelsea did the magic that she does and just basically wrote the entire song to just <laughs> that little loop that I made. So that's kind of how it started. But I'll let Chelsea talk about what it's about. So Chelsea, yeah. take it away. <laughs> Everyone's taking it away right now. Um, so it was, it's a really flirty beat. I always go by feeling first. I just try to, you know, pick out all of the subtleties in a feeling and then describe it with a story. So the feeling is someone who finally notices someone for the first time and you're around them all the time, but you finally you just see them for the first time. And it's this flirty song of the main character because this I wouldn't say this is based on a real story, but it's a real feeling. It's just when you have a friend for a long time and then suddenly they start seeing you differently and then you start seeing them differently. And it's this um, this exchange, and it's exciting, and it's bubbly, and it's real. Right. So yeah, it's a an exciting feeling, and I want to capture that in words that were not overt. Something that's just super subtle, because flirting is subtle, especially when there's a lot at yeah. stake. When you have a deep friendship at stake, you don't want to cross the line and ruin what you had. In other words, you you, sneak, you sneakily did it under the table, because it's like, you pulled a fast when I never really saw you like that. So yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's thought-provoking. Yeah. You're, you're thinking about it, like, is this going to ruin the relationship? Is this going to improve it? It's, it's a totally everyday feeling that I know a lot of people go through. We do have to acknowledge real quick, Yo Mogs with the raid. Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to... Today is, a, today is a different stream. We're doing a live podcast with Joe Memo. It's been amazing. And I just... We're overwhelmed. Thank you so much for the raid. Welcome oh all gosh. of our new friends. All of our new... All of our... Oh, how was the raid, Yo Mogs? Yeah, tell us about the raid. Um, yeah, so we're 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 in the middle. We did want to stop and acknowledge everybody and say thank you so much. This is so amazing. It's so great to meet you all. We're doing a podcast with Joe right now, and uh, we're talking about some of our original songs. We did want to stop and acknowledge. We are going to get back into 
the podcast. Keep it going on here. Keep the interview going. But we just wanted to say hi mm-hmm. and thank you so much for the rate. It means so much to us. Yeah. And uh, real quick, anybody who is not currently following Yo Mogs, please give them a follow. We just really appreciate you guys. This is a mixed format where we're doing podcast. We're doing some singing. And then in a short while, we're going to do Q&A with chat. A little bit about Joe Memo Radio. Uh, he does uh, a lot of critical thinking when it comes to all types of music genres. Um, so we're really excited because he is an extremely thoughtful podcaster. We're really excited to be on his show. So this little section here, we're going to cut out of the podcast. But if you participate in Q&A, um, we'll be calling you out at by name and you'll be part of the final podcast on joe memo radio so super exciting stuff um thank you again yo mogs so much for the raid oh we're gonna jump back in um joe if you wouldn't mind repeating your question i just got so excited i forgot we love you guys (laughs) thank you (laughs) i gotta put this out there i never ever love an artist more than how much they love their fans so most of my most of my love for most artists is usually based on how much they love and respect their fans. So thank you for being a perfect example of that. So when Brian said that this is very rare for you guys, that it's a song that started off with a bass line, I like to see uh, bass when I was talking to another producer in New Jersey who loves bass. I told him that bass is something you got to treat like salt on your food, right? Just the right amount of it does everything right for the song. Too much of it distorts yeah. it. Oh, no, I was just saying that I'm glad you guys used just the right amount, and I would beg and plea, if Chelsea ever gets the opportunity to perform in a jazz club, please do this song. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, all right, we could do that. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Ba- my thing with bass is that it's when it's there, you don't notice it. When it's not there, you can't figure out what's wrong. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with yeah. this song, but nothing is right with this song. But when it's good and it's yeah. there, you don't notice it. And that's like when it's perfect. Absolutely. So ladies and gents, this is Pull the Fast One by Chris. Hope you all enjoy. Something about you change while I was gone Talk a little closer now I catch you looking at me all the time Why don't you just tell me what's been on your mind You pull the fast one, I never really saw you like that the way 
Pulled a Fast One by Chris describing that totally relatable feeling that a lot of us go through when transitioning from friendship to something more. In my personal opinion, probably one of the cutest jazz subtle tracks of 2020, so I really applaud you guys on that. <laughs> Job well done. Very cleverly written, because I, I feel like in terms of topic-wise, it's hopefully you don't take this as an insult, but I found it very similar to the story of Catching Feelings by Justin Bieber, but you were a lot more clever about it. I'm a huge fan. Like, even personally, like, he yeah. goes to the church that we go to. So it's really cool to, like, see how real celebrities are. That's one of the, like, facades of Hollywood. But there are some real gems in there where people are just totally authentic and they're real. So that's, like, a massive compliment thank yeah. you totally. now you guys can thank get you. on your marketing soapbox because i want you guys to take the floor now and explain what your new project is going to be about and then what selection do you guys have for us to live perform to tease people on that new project so go ahead this has been uh, in the making for the past year uh it's a seven song album that's coming out early spring and uh, over the last 10 months, we've been writing and rewriting these songs. I would say that they are kind of a dream state where you are kind of drenched in emotion and feeling and you're on this road trip where you're just kind of in a daze the whole time. It's very poppy, very beat heavy. And lyrically, it's been strained with a very fine tooth comb for it to exactly impact perfectly say what we thought the song was written to say totally so it's probably the proudest i've ever been yeah. of music we've written and our first album ever seven songs yeah it's it's honestly felt like um when chelsea and i first started writing music together um like she mentioned earlier we were we were husband and wife we did kind of this folky thing um and it was it was totally cool like mumford and sons was on top of the world at the time and it was like oh everybody's doing that so we jumped in we had o sections and clap sections and all this stuff and um, it was totally cool but it was like some of what i wanted to do and some of what chelsea wanted to do but not all of what we wanted to do and so yeah we're, we're very excited about this new project that's coming out because um 
you know, it, it, Chameleon pulled a fast one. All of me, they've they were definitely getting us in the right direction. We're we're very proud of those, and they're they have definitely been like informed us in which way we want to pursue musically. But um, this the the project that's coming out is kind of I, I can't believe we're doing this music. Like we're so proud of it. We're so happy, and we can't yeah. wait to to share it with with everybody. You could actually spiritualize that quote you made earlier. Why do some of what God called you to do when you can do all of what God called you to do. Exactly. Cause That's it's, deep. it's easy to, it's easy to just take a portion when it's like, yeah, you know, just do the whole thing. Just jump in. Absolutely. So I believe the tease that you have for us, if I remember the name correctly, forgive me if I'm wrong. Was it visceral heart? Close. Visceral love. Visceral love. Sorry. See, I only would have gotten right if I was using an emoji. <laughs> 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 so ladies and gentlemen i can't believe we're already almost near the end of the show but this interview has been incredible i really feel like you guys have been really open about where the heart of your music comes from like brian just mentioned where the direction it's clearly going and uh, i can't i can't be more excited for this new project the question that i always leave all of my guests with is would you guys like to come back once that project is out for an interview on that project? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's, Definitely. That would be awesome. <laughs> It'd be an honor. This has been such a blast with you, Joe. You're so good at this. <laughs> I'm really humbled by you guys' compliments. And like I said, thank you for taking the time out to do this and provide this really, really unique experience uh, for the show that we kind of never had before. So, ladies and gents, if you're typing, unless you're typing it with emoji, this is Visceral Love. Here we go. Places look like plastic. I wanna feel something. I just wanna feel something. And all these faces look robotic. They're taking up empty space. Nothing but empty space. Oh, something in the air around you feels alive I can feel you breathing through me Taking up the air inside You know it's a visual love You know it's a visual trust It's us God, you got the best of me God, you got the best of me Something in the air 
I can feel you breathing through me, taking up the air inside. You and now it's a physical love. You and now it's a visual trust. It's us. God, you got the best of me. You got the best of me Ladies and gents, I think I'm going to call Chelsea the queen of bunny rabbit yodels from now on. <laughs> <laughs> they do like more of a scream, I hear. <laughs> I feel like you took what you did in all of me and just dialed it up by 11 and actually played with it, freestyled with it. It was your most interesting vocal take to date for all the right and wrong reasons, but at the same time... So entertaining. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say. Thank you so much. Your response, Joe, is great because we haven't really, I mean, we've played that for our Twitch family and uh, they definitely have received it. You know, they've been so amazing and encouraging to Mm -hmm. us. So you're, you're really the only other one that we've played that song for. So your feedback is great. It's really helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and take, take this into notice too, that I've been listening to all the songs with only telephone quality vocals from Chelsea Acapella. So if I still love if I still love the song at that point, you know it's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, the the uh, the final version will be much different experience for you. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> to everyone listening on the Chris A list as I call you, don't hate them, hate me for it. I gotta say, I'm not the one to credit for how well this show has gone. I'm gonna give all that credit to Chelsea and Brian. Brian for being so well-versed on the technical side, and Chelsea for just having this natural gift for formatting a show, which I'm gonna let her take the floor on to see how it progresses. But thank you guys for just being awesome, being yourselves, and just being free like like I love you guys to be. And uh, from here on out, uh, let's see what Chelsea's got for the remainder of the format. Thank you, thank you, thank so, you, Joe. That was that was a blast. It it, it was really so was. And uh, now we want to open up to Q and A questions with our chat. You guys have been 
just filling up our chat with all sorts of love and emotes. Yes, thank you all. Um, We've seen it all. We <laughs> love you for it. Thank you so much. Yeah, you are all part of this experience and would love to hear what kind of questions you have, whether it's for Brian and I or for Joe Memo um, as a podcaster. There's a lot of different elements here, and I want to give you time if you want to be a part of this, if you want to ask questions. Um, we would love to incorporate you with this. Uh, I will say through the experience of writing in the past uh, six months that we've been on Twitch, uh, we experiment a lot of our songs on the stream. And it's the feedback that you give us that help us because these songs have been very malleable, almost like a piece of clay. And, you know, every week it's mm -hmm. getting formed into something, but it's still very changing and malleable. So your reactions, your feedback has helped us so much through the process to make the album what it is. Yeah. So yes, please uh, fill up the chat with questions and we'll be going through through them. <laughs> um, uh, the first question that we have is from Emotion Logan. Thank you so much. Emotion Logan uh, is a singer-songwriter, also uh, plays with Risky Biscuit Band, which is an amazing Twitch page. Oh, Risky's the and best. We love he's Risky just complimenting Risky. at this point. He said, why are y'all so cool? And <laughs> that is, I don't know if we're cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I appreciate that. That's yeah, I don't, very nice. I don't get called cool very often, so I, that's a big compliment. We thank know you. a lot of people who are cooler than us, so we feel yeah. like we're very mid-range cool, so thank you. <laughs> mid-range cool. <laughs> thank you, Emotion Logan. That is so, so sweet of you. Wow. Um, next up, I have um, D Scary Squid. How long have you been doing this? Um, are, you, are you speaking of music in general or Twitch? I guess I'll just answer both. Um, Chelsea and I have been writing for about 10 years. Yeah, together. Shout out 10-year mark, mm -hmm. which I see Knockdown through. And thank you, Knockdown. <laughs> Let's give it up for the best mod ever, Knockdown Rook. Knockdown thank Rook. Thank you, Knockdown. <laughs> um, um, Twitch, we started August, I believe, or July. Yeah, yeah July. Yeah, July. Mm -hmm. So we've been at this almost six months mm -hmm. now on Twitch, and it's been such a blast. It's yeah. been amazing. And just to go off of what you were saying earlier, Joe, when you said, what would you do if you had all the money in the world? What would you do? Oh yeah, that was good. You know, if money wasn't a factor, it's, it's Twitch. <laughs> to be honest, it's making original music, Twitch. And then the goal is to actually go to the places where all of our chat and amazing friends live and doing live shows. That's, that's the overarching plan in what we would do if we had unlimited money it's very it's a personal format and i think it's just the coolest that's such a that was such a good question because my answer ended up being the same answer is <laughs> like uh -huh. with no money i would just want to like record drums and produce songs and with all the money i would just get like the craziest gear and do the same thing <laughs> <laughs> just the gear gets nicer and nicer that's right that's right exactly yeah. we have a question from twitch Z I N X Y, and then so kind. He says, "How are you so good?" Um, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea does all the very, work. very kind of you. <laughs> Thank she does you. All the work. I would say learning from the greats has excelled. So I really can't take credit for any of my sound or progress because when you fall in love with something, you can't stop doing it. So it doesn't yeah. feel like work. 
And I'm just thankful for Nora Jones and Regina Spector and all the ways that they have inspired me to keep doing music and writing unique stuff. So I really can't take credit for your question. Thank you, though. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bottom mimicry. That's, that's a big part of it. Giraffe, O Giraffe TV says, what do you guys do outside of writing and playing music? And then second question, what are your hobbies and what do you do as your day jobs? Very good question. Great question. Do you want to answer first or should I? I'll answer. I, I do a number of things. So I'm a musician full time. I'll do a number of things from I, I'll play in different churches. I play drums, uh, piano or bass and uh, go around and play. Um, I'll do the online, all the music online for our own church and our area, which we love. And that keeps me busy. Um, produce with Chelsea on our project that's coming out. Uh, we do our Twitch page together and just kind of like busy. production and <laughs> mixing stuff. I know as I'm going, I'm like, man, there's no wonder why I'm like tired. <laughs> there's a lot going on. So it really, it's a, it's a dream come true. And I say that because usually when you, you know, especially when you're younger and you think of like your dream, it's like, cool, I won't have to do any work. I'll just be awesome. That's my dream. <laughs> like, at least that's what it was for me. I was like, I'll just play the drums. That's it. it. You get so busy and wrapped up into what you love doing that you just kind of wake up one day and you're doing it. And it's like, man, this is so much work. But it's also the dream at the same time. So yep. it's the journey, you know, if you're always, if you're obsessed with the destination, you'll never feel like you're there. Yeah. You'll never enjoy so any part of the process. But if you just kind of can take inventory where you're at, be grateful for what you have where you're at, it, then it's just kind of a better life to me. Anyways, that's yeah. my, <laughs> that was my answer to what I do full time. <laughs> I just got <laughs> my soapbox. Sorry, guys, you got, you asked, so you got to listen to me, I guess. Um, and I am a part-time marketing director, like Hollywood events, and there's like a bunch of different like cities like Phoenix, Reno, Hollywood, Koreatown. So it's really fun. It kind of like exercises my left brain where it's the logistics of planning and creating a moment, creating parties, creating website material and new uh, advertising campaigns and stuff like that. So it's really fun. I feel like it complements music in a way because whatever I learned there carries over to music where it's like, how can we do something different? How can we bring something unique where people are really like getting con to connect with each other and connect with the music? In my mind, I always thought you had to choose, you know, you have your full-time job or you have music. And if you only do music, that's the dream. And if you split it with a, a, another job, then you're a failure. Yeah. And that's been, like, pretty much, like, the most resounding lie that I've had to, like, fight through. Um, because really having that job has grown me in ways that music wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and so it's crazy to see it all working together where it's like, you know, maybe I am supposed to have multiple hats that I wear because it all feeds into each other and becomes this really fun and challenging and exciting experience. Yeah. So, well, you're, I mean, even what Chelsea does on the marketing side has been like so amazing for what we do here with mm -hmm. like on Twitch. It's like all of. All the look and the branding and all everything is like her stamp, you know, so it's been really cool to see how much of that part of your life has carried over into this part, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good question. Thank you so much. 
Next up is, do you find the majority of your creativity stems from pain or happiness? That's disposable viewer. Ooh, great question. What a good disposable. question. Wow. I can answer that. Pain. Yeah. It's very hard for me to write a happy song, honestly, because of mm -hmm. where I started. It, I started where it's a, a cathartic release. Now, happiness, it, it doesn't invoke that same like knee-jerk reaction, like, ooh, I want to write a song about how happy I am. Um, so my biggest struggle is writing a happy song where it's not superficial or forced. Like, what's the real in the joy, in the happiness? Um, so it's very difficult for me to <laughs> write happy songs. It's possible, but there's always has to be like a thread of truth in it. Can't be fake. Yeah, I know. I, I always, we work well together too because I always write, I don't know why, but I'm re I love film scores. Well, I do know why I love film scores, but I always write the saddest progressions <laughs> yes. and I wouldn't even like, like you wouldn't meet me in real life or even, I don't know, see things and be like, I bet you that guy is sad. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I remember one time I was playing piano and my dad came down. I was at my parents' house and they have a piano downstairs and I was just playing and he was like, are you okay? Like, you've been writing some, you've been playing some sad stuff down there. <laughs> he like had to come check on me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I feel great, actually. I'm just, I just like music that's just really emotional mm -hmm. and like gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Emotion Logan can connect with that. <laughs> okay. Sad. Do you, oh, thank you, Disposal. Oh, Chameleon was the first one of the interview. Oh, thank you so much for helping out with that question. Giraffe says, so do you use music as a coping mechanism? Oh, easily, easily. Um, I think sometimes I need to either sit with a journal or sit with a song before I can fully process how mm -hmm. I'm feeling. So it has become part of my experience to be able to process it musically because sometimes there aren't, words you can't put a word on it but you can put a chord on it you can put like a strum on it and you're like that's that's exactly what i'm feeling mm -hmm. um and that's the beauty of music is you don't always have to explain you can just let it let it breathe i think that's that can be the hard part when you're a songwriter is not explaining hmm. you know what i mean like you have this feeling and it's like when do you just let the music say it mm -hmm. instead of like oh what are the what is, you know, what do I need to say here? What's the verse here? What's the chorus? What's, what's the phrasing here? But mm -hmm. it's like, what if it's just in the chords? Like, what if it's just a phrase that just for whatever reason means something? Yeah. You know, like instrumentals are a thing for a reason mm -hmm. uh, in the song. It's mm -hmm. like a, a musical break of like, okay, let the, let that section like sit yeah. and just kind of let, let you process a little bit. Hmm. Uh, draft. Yes. I like that music is its own language that words can't say totally mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. thanks for the questions you guys this yeah. is a lot of fun this is our first time doing a stream like this normally we're it's mostly music and we're normally just hanging around hanging out with you guys which is what we're doing now but um this has been a lot of fun it's fun to dig in and yeah and just connect on another level when it comes to music and um, again, I just want to give uh, Joe Memo the biggest shout out. I'm going to be dropping his uh, hyperlink in the chat, but I just want to kind of give a shout out right now. You can find all of his links, including his podcast at 
linktr.ee slash Joe Memo. That's J-O-E Memo. Um, I definitely want to connect people as much as possible because, Joe, you're such a talented interviewer and a deep thinker. And I think that that really shines as uh, you as an interviewer, as a host, the way you process music, the way you think about things. It's extremely unique um, and it's exciting because you really get to dive into life and just the, like you said before, elements that bind us. So thank you so much for having us on your show um, and for really sharing all of your vulnerability, your thoughts, your ideas with us because it's it means so much to us. I'm so glad that all the live fans watching stuck to the point of constantly digging your heart for music. I was so pleasantly enjoying myself hearing all their questions and feedback as well. I'm really grateful again for the opportunity. In light of one of the answers you gave earlier when they were asking you, why are you guys so good? Why are you guys so great? It's the same question I ask myself every day. I think it, re- <laughs> I think it referenced me back to when I took Usher's Masterclass online. I think exactly what you said about your influences, Chelsea. I think the key to really knowing why someone is great is to not just study your favorite artists, but study your favorite artist's favorite artists. Totally. Oh, wow. Because if you know where they get their greatness from, and I want you to make a dent in this uh, industry way bigger than you guys could ever imagine. So I'm really proud of y'all. Continue making great music. And uh, till next time we meet, uh, I'm wishing all the best for your for your next project. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thank this, you for having us. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this, Joe. You're so good at, at what you do. And this was just such a joy for us. So thank you, man. I'm only good at what I do because you guys are great at what you do. Anyway, take care, you guys. Everybody in the Chris A list, it's been such a blast hanging out with y'all. And uh, until next time, peace and blessings. Okay, thanks, right, Joe. Man. Take care, Joe. Talk to you soon, man. Take, take care, too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bro, what's going on, man? This is Shawshank. Listen, got a great idea, man, to get this album out and to the masses. And it's going to sound a little sideways, but you just got to listen to me. You just got to follow me on this one. We have got to get five elephants. Follow me, follow me. Five elements. We ride on a tour all through Africa, okay? Now, we got to get the threads right, okay? We got to get the clothes right, okay? We got to tell them we are kings. Follow me on this, follow me on this. We're going to five African Elephants, stunting. Tell them we're kings, okay? We gotta tell them we're kings, okay? Now, when we tell them we're kings, man, we gotta tell them that they are Armenians, okay? We went to Swaziland. We are to Kenya. We speak to Swahili. I don't even know Swahili, but we gonna learn some, right? And then we tell them if they gonna be Armenians, they gotta go out and buy your album. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but we gonna take over the Call me back. End of message. To erase this message, press 7. To save it, press 9. Message erased. Bro, I really feel like this is our destiny. Like, this is our year. I just left Atlanta, and I was pumping gas at the Exxon gas station, and I met a guy. (laughs) The guy. I met the guy. I met the custodian who cleans the desk 
for a lot of the executives at the Discovery Channel. Now, he told me that a friend of a friend of a friend told him that they are working on Man vs. Wild City Edition. Now, what they're going to do is it's going to be like a Man vs. Wild slash Dog Whisperer, okay? And they're going to make this guy travel all across the city in urban gear. And they're going to be grabbing stray dogs and stray cats and sleeping on park benches. Now, I told him, we got to take it to the next level. So while you're gathering the stray dogs and the stray cats... Bro, what up? It's Shawshank. Bad news. My boy really don't know Russell Simmons. Okay, ain't nothing, no, ain't nothing. I got something else. Check this out, man. Now listen, this is the spaceship right here. This is Apollo 96. Check this out. Now listen, last year, man, I was at a Barack Obama rally, okay? Now I was up in the top rafters, man, but ain't nothing, no, ain't nothing. I took a picture with my cell phone camera. Listen, we finna go to the White House and show him the picture on the cell phone, okay? Now he gonna know, man, we down, man. We down like Bobby Brown, man, okay? He gonna put us all at the Secret Service, man. Now check this out. Now, he's not going to put us on the Secret Service for him. He's going to put us on for the Secret Service for his daughters. Now, we don't give his daughters the CD, right? We don't give his daughters the CD. Now, the daughter's going to give his mama the CD. You know, you know, grandmama up and down, she's going to be rocking to us, right? And her grandmama going to give him the CD. And you know, he already rocked with the Black Eyed Peas. I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. You know what I'm saying? He's rocking with black eyed peas with like and all that, right? So then what he's going to do is he's going to propose the legislation for people to buy the pro CD. <laughs> check this out. Now, check this out. If people don't buy the pro CD, they finna go to jail. Now, who want to go to jail for not buying the pro CD? We're going to sell platinum. We're going to go double platinum. We're going to go triple platinum. <laughs> We're going to take over the world. Baby boy, call me back. Bro, congratulations on the final reach. Now, listen, I know you think you made it, but there's a whole other world out there that we not tapping into. Reality TV, baby. Reality TV. Now, listen. I know some people who know some people who know some people down there at NBC, and I'm about to leave a voicemail message for the janitor down there about this new idea that I got. This is called Pro Goes to Work, okay? Now, listen, I done met some homeless people down at the rescue mission, okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to bring the cameras by the house. We're going to move the homeless people into your house, okay? Now, everybody knows that you got the hotness, right? Everybody knows that you got the hotness right, but can you reproduce it, baby? So listen, I'm sending the homeless people over to your house next Thursday, 5.30. Homeless people in the house, in your house, 5.30. They're going to come with their stuff, they sleeping bags, they blankets, they shopping carts. They're going to live with you three months. Can you do it all over again? Sure, you the Michael Jordan of rap. 
But can you be a Phil Jackson, baby? The cameras will be there to set up the lights and everything Thursday morning. Homeless people, hey, listen, we didn't took over the music world. Now it's time to take over the TV world. Bro, I really feel like this is our destiny. Like, this is our year. I just left Atlanta, and I was pumping gas at the Exxon gas station, and I met a guy. <laughs> the guy. I met the guy. I met the custodian who cleans the desk for a lot of the executives at the Discovery Channel. Now, he told me that a friend of a friend of a friend told him that they are working on Man versus Wild City Edition. Now, what they're going to do is it's going to be like a Man versus Wild slash Dog Whisperer, okay? And they're going to make this guy travel all across the city in urban gear. And they're going to be grabbing stray dogs and stray cats and sleeping on park benches. Now, I told him, we got to take it to the next level. So while you're gathering the stray dogs and the stray cats. Bro, what's up? This is Shawshank. Great news. Great news. I've been out here grinding, man. Just talked to the cousin-in-law of Will Smith's agent. There's a rumor going around. I am legend two. I am legend two. Guess who's producing it? Will Smith. Hip hop. Hip hop direct. And they're looking for they're looking for a rapper. Now this is gonna be slightly like the men in black period, okay? Except we need a rap about zombies. Yes, zombies. Now, here's small, small catch. Small catch. They don't want it to sound like a real rapper. They want it to sound more like a zombie rapper. You know, you know that type of thing. So it won't be your style, but it'll be like a zombie pro style. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Now, call me back. You know the number. We all the Pro. This is Shawshank. Listen, I really feel like we're missing the boat here, okay? Everybody right now is rapping for the young people. You got young Jesus. You got young Jock. You got Lil Wayne. You got Soldier Boy. Fine. But ain't nobody rapping for the old people. Ain't nobody got a geriatric flow. Ain't nobody rapping the AARP, right? This is what we're going to do. All I need you to do is just listen. Don't shoot me down. Just listen. We're going to shoot a video with you in a diaper. In a diaper. Yes, the pins. The whole nine yards, B. The whole nine yards. You two hear me not to hear me. And listen, I know the nursing home where Sean Puffy Combs, great grandmama is at right now. So what we're going to do is, listen, you two hear me not to hear me. Listen, we're going to pipe your music video, which you wrap it in 
the diaper right into the nursing home, okay? With the tube of Ben Gay in your hand, spitting the hotness. She gonna call Diddy. He gonna call me. I'm gonna call you. We don't take over the world. Please leave a message after the beep, unless you're trying to sell me something. Holla. Pro Shawshank. I don't know why I'm hearing this from somebody else. I thought we was closer than this, but I heard from a friend of a friend of a friend that you are changing your name. I don't get it, but I got it so good. Me and the other people at the barbershop got some ideas, and I want to lay them out for you right now. Get a pen and a pad, my friend, because these are gold. Cash for gold right here. Pro, the first one is Elephant Man. Because ever since you got in this rap game, you're the biggest thing out. Number two, Lifeguard. Why? Lifeguard? Because you're CPR certified. You're resuscitating the rap game, baby. You're resuscitating the rap game. And the last one is that I like the best, Solar Calculator. Yeah, that's right, Solar Calculator. Why? Because we getting these numbers, doing a million units, getting this money. Y'all do the math. Let me know what you think. As your future manager, man, I need to know, okay? I need to know. You need to get back with me. You're not calling me back. Call me back. Because with these names, we're going to take over the world. Pro. I don't even need to say my name. You know it's Shawshank, don't you? I got a great idea, and I always want you to get in the car and ride. This one is going to separate you from everybody else. You need a mega church. You've heard of Creflo. You've heard of Joel Osteen. You've heard of D.B. Jakes. You need a mega church. But a mega church for pets. So when they ask him where my dog's at, it's church. Where do the cool cats hang out? Eric Pro's church. Where's fly chicks at? The baby chicks. Eric Pro's church. Ain't nobody doing that. Pro, you have got to call me back. Pro. I have no idea why you're not picking up the phone at 3.30 in the morning right now, but I'm sitting up here. I'm watching these infomercials. You know how I do, man. I'm watching this infomercial for your baby can read. Now, these people are geniuses, right? They got little babies reading. Now, listen, we're going to take that 
remix it, scramble it up, put it back out there for breakfast. Check me out. We coming out with Yo Baby Can Rap. Yo Baby Can Rap. So we get the pro versus, right? We get the pro... Bruh, please quit calling my phone. Thank you.